everyone and welcome to episode 10 of the Naked Security Podcast. I'm Anna Brading and I'm here with Sophos experts Paul Ducklin. Hello. And Mark Stockley. Hi. How's it going guys? What have you been up to this week? Duck? This week I managed to run down and out the battery forever on my trusty Android research device that I've had for many years that I used for all Androids. It was not crypto mining. So I'm in the market for a new, slightly funky, not too expensive Android research phone right now. What have you been up to this week, Mark? Uh, I have been spending some time with my chickens. Oh, and I have the internet of hens. It is the internet of hens for anybody who wants to follow them on Twitter. I take great joy in chopping up bits of wood and bits of plastic and building things for them. So I, I rebuilt their um, drinking their water thing. I mean, I don't know what you call it. It's basically a bucket full of water with some things that chickens know how to drink from. Chicken water feeder is a chicken water feeder, yes, yeah, yeah. not a trough. The, the tough thing with because chickens just walk in everything and poo on everything. So the challenge is how do you give them a quite literally at the same time? Yes, here's the question now. Obviously, this is there's a lot of science and engineering in this. Is there an Arduino in it? Not for any purpose. yet, not yet. not yet. It sounds as though you can envisage one in the future. I have plans, <laughs> excellent. <laughs> Keep listening, folks, because in a few weeks slash months slash years' time, the Arduino chickens. Right, we should talk about security news. We should. Uh, There's been a data breach at Vision Direct. It's an online retailer of contact lenses, glasses, and other eye-related products. The company announced that the data breach included full name, address, telephone number, email address, password, payment card information, which includes full credit card number, expiry date, and CVV. Ouch. The good news is they didn't get your mother's maiden name. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a very happy looking list, though. This is is everything you need in order to make a credit card payment online. Yes. And of course, some of the reactions I've seen were people going, but this can't happen. They're not allowed to store. No one stores passwords in plain text anymore. And they probably don't. Nobody stores CVVs after the transaction's gone through because you're not allowed to do so. You'll lose your PCI DSS certification and whatnot. All of that's true. My understanding in this case is that it was the actual processing of the transaction that was compromised, not the storage of any data or logging of any data related to it. You have to provide your password while it gets checked, and therefore it's at least in memory. It might not be written to disk, but it's still there where crooks can slurp it up. In the old days, they used to use malware that looked in memory of, say, Windows on your computer or Mac OS on your computer. These days, they're doing it with JavaScript that just monitors what's going on inside your browser. Unfortunately, if the crooks can compromise the actual processing of the transaction, they've basically got a parallel view of everything that you provide to let the transaction go through. And they don't necessarily get in the way of the transaction. They just see what you put in and then the transaction goes through. So you don't realize, hey, that didn't work. That seems a bit weird. So you're probably not going to report it until you notice something wrong with your bank account afterwards. So it, just to be clear, is in the same way as if you know if you type something into a web page, into a form, if you're typing your um, credit card number into that form, and you can see it, if there's any JavaScript on the page, you can see exactly what you can see, effectively. And that's what's going on here. There's a bit of code sat on that page where you type in the credit card number, and it's going, oh, I see your credit card number, and I'll just send that back to the people that put me here. In JavaScript, key logging and mouse logging 
it's kind of routine for very many websites, isn't it? So if you're in Google search and you'll start typing the search term one key at a time and it's coming up with ideas, the only way they can do that is to keep track of each key as you type it, call home with it, do a lookup of I'm looking up G, I'm looking up G-O, I'm looking up G-O-O, oh, you're looking up Google and then, oh, look, they guessed really well. Ironically, we're against key loggers on our operating system because we think they're scary, but they're kind of par for the course, aren't they? Inside well, I don't browser think they code. are in people's minds. When you when you I mean, t- identify to people that keylogging is possible on web pages, yeah. then I mean what we've seen in the past, when we've written stories about this on Naked Security, if you read the comments on those stories, there's a tremendous amount of sensitivity around this potential for keylogging. Whenever you identify to people that that's, that's not just possible, that's trivial for any web page to do that, people become quite alarmed. So do we know who was affected? If I remember, it's anyone who edited their online data, presumably, because then there'd be a form where you put in your name and your address and stuff. But basically, anybody who bought anything went through the payment process between, what was it, the 3rd of November 2018 and And the the 8th 8th of November 2018. And this is on the Vision Direct website. And they operate in not... They're a UK company, but they operate in numerous countries of the world mainly in Europe so they have lots of different domains like apparently visiondirect.be visiondirect.nl.ie there's a UK one and of course all of those will be localized for for local products and content and language but I assume they all go back through the same payment processing. It would be a reasonable precaution to take if you've used a Vision Direct website um, in those dates it's it's worth taking a few basic precautions. If you've bought something you should assume that your card is totally pwned in other right up to and including the CVV, so exactly what someone needs to go and buy something. To be fair to Vision Direct, they've identified the time period and they haven't tried to be diffident. They haven't come out and said, your privacy is super important to us. They've just said, the guys did get all of this. It does include the CVV. If you bought from us during this period, speak to your bank, to your payment card issuer and follow their advice. So saying, speak to your bank. They will tell you what to do. Do it. And change your passwords. Sure. Especially if you've used it elsewhere. If you're recycling them. Yeah, don't do that. (laughs) Yes. People still do. Yeah, go and and change that password. And and get a password manager. Anywhere else you're reusing your password, go and change that as well. And then go and get a password manager and let that manage all your passwords for you. I would say get the password manager first. Yeah, that would be a much better order. Not only do you you then... generate your own password. I mean, no, I know we keep saying this, but... and people go, oh, but a password manager inconvenient, blah, 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 blah. I can't just use my own little formula, which is an easy-to-guess password with FB on the end for Facebook and TW for Twitter. Wow, no one would ever work that one out. With a password manager, not only will you get a different password for every site, you'll get a different decent password for every site. And better yet, when you need to go and change your password, it's really easy to do. Just going back to this email from Vision Direct, mm-hmm. I was thinking when you were speaking, it's ironic, isn't it, that... If you if you send an email like Vision Direct have done that just says these are the facts, a bad thing has happened, this is what we know about the bad thing, and this is what you should do, and they don't say your privacy is important to us, it actually communicates how important your privacy is to them much better than saying your privacy is important to us. Yeah. So I, yeah. you know, it's good it's good to see that organisations seem to be shifting now towards giving these sort of blunt purposeful announcements and what we as consumers need in that situation is sensible 
actionable advice and an apology. Thanks. Yeah. Okay, and now on to our next subject. We're talking about privacy not included. Duck, what is it? Well, it's a fun thing. I think it's fun. Uh, I think it's amazing. With a serious side. Mozilla has come up with a guide to the kind of IoT stuff that you might invite into your home this holiday season. So that includes things like tablets, thermostats, drones, speech recognition devices. They've given a sort of rating system about how good they think it is from a privacy and a security point of view. They've got a little checklist for each one where you can go and see what it does and doesn't do. But the great thing is they've got a creepometer, which is where you can go and give your opinion about how creepy you think the devices are. And there's a little slider that goes from a very smiley person to a very alarmed person as you move it from left to right. And I think that's great because it's asking people to give an opinion about even if this device is perfectly securely implemented, is it the kind of thing that we want to invite into our homes anyway? Where do you draw the line? You you had a great example, which was, you know, when you, you go into an electronic shop and they're selling the latest cool drone, you think... Only 69 quid. I want one. And you think, but my neighbour had better not buy one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> actually, the creeper meter is the eye-catching thing that draws you in. But actually, it's the other stuff that's really worthwhile. So Mozilla have come up with their own sort of, their own abbreviated policy for IoT devices, which for the uninitiated is Internet of Things, which is basically things that people want to pretend aren't computers, but actually are computers that are plugged into the internet. The reason that... that need their Wi-Fi password programmed into them to work. Yes, and as you're alluding to there, the problem with the IoT and the reason that a site like this is necessary is because actually the IoT has already, in its short life, become synonymous with terrible security. So all the things that we spent you know, decades learning about how to secure computers all just went flying out the window. As soon as that computer looks like a kettle or a fridge or a thermostat, then for some of the manufacturers at least, all of that stuff seems to have gone flying out the window. So there's an awful lot of um, very low quality, very insecure stuff out there. And what we see on uh, Naked Security a lot is, you know, we write about specific incidences like baby cameras that are very easy to hack and things like that. When we write those stories, people say, okay, well, it's all very well telling us about the thing that is no good. What should we get instead? And it's good to see someone with a muscle of Mozilla actually pitching in and saying, okay, so they've got their abbreviated policy, which is, you know, does this device use encryption? Can it receive updates? Which is, you know, I can't believe we're talking about the fact that that there are computers that cannot be updated, that we're plugging into the the internet. Finally, Mark, your favourite subject, Black Friday. Oh, it is the best. (laughs) Um, Every week we have an editorial meeting in Naked Security and I bring up topics we might like to cover. So when I mentioned the subject of Black Friday... I was met with a bit of a silence and an eye roll. That's because I was under the table. (laughs) I don't remember a silence. I remember Mark going, (laughs) or words to that effect. That's actually the sound of my eyeballs rolling. (laughs) Oh, is it? Oh, then. Why, Mark, why do you hate Black Friday? What's your point? Oh, I just, oh, let me count the ways. (laughs) Well, I do. it's, It's firstly, so for people who don't know, Black Friday is this bizarre yearly ceremony festival thing that happens on. Um, it's it's the day when shops go into profit. 
And it's got an evil twin called Cyber Monday, which is basically the same thing. It just happens on the Monday. Because it's online. But it's not called Black Monday. Well, yeah, it started because it's online, but show me a retailer who's not doing Black Friday. Does so Cyber Monday online. still even exist? Is it just Black Friday now? Well, I people still know. use the word Cyber Monday, and it happens on a Monday, but it's basically Black Friday on a Monday. And Black Friday happens all of November as well. It's not... Yeah, just, and yeah. I've, I've already seen things for Black Friday, yeah. so it's becoming, it happens over a weekend, so it won't just be the Friday. It'll be the Friday, the Saturday, the Sunday, the Monday. And so it, the problem is that... If you're worried about what might happen to you when you go to the mall on a spending spree or when you go online and buy stuff, why would you worry about it on Black Friday, Green Tuesday, Red Wednesday? Why wouldn't you worry about it 365 and a quarter days a year? Well, this is, this is one of my beefs. So firstly, I mean, I am not, I am not a shopper. You may have gathered that. Like, I, the, the big thing about Black Friday is it's all about deals, 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 deals. People trying to sell you stuff. People have got your email address. People have got your WhatsApp account. People have got your phone number you know, texting you or emailing you or Instagramming you or trying to give you deals. So is the risk bigger around this period? Or is it is that a bit of a myth and actually all it does is point out that the risk exists all the well, time? What happens is because there's this upswing in people offering you deals, obviously there's an opportunity there for cyber crooks to come in with scams. But the cyber crooks are in the business of making money and they're not stupid and they know that people like deals all the time. So, sure, yeah, you're getting offered more deals and maybe you're going to be a little bit more susceptible to a scammy deal-related email or message on Black Friday or Cyber Monday or on Valentine's Day or on Christmas Day or on Boxing Day or on Easter Sunday or whenever. But it's not as if you're not vulnerable to scams offering. If you're into deals, you're into deals and you're not less vulnerable to scams involving deals. So I, I don't like... Black Friday, personally, as an individual, it's like lots of people talking about shopping is almost the dullest thing I can think about. But actually, yes, you need to be careful. You need to be looking after yourself online. You need to be protecting your digital world. But you need to be doing that anyway. So what you're saying is, if you decide to lift your game because Black Friday is coming and you think your risk is higher... Lift your game, but then keep it high afterwards. Yes, don't go. There is no excuse for dropping your game after, yes. on not Cyber Tuesday. Deal. Just just think about your own shopping habits. You do more shopping in the three hundred and sixty four days of the year that aren't Black Friday than you do on Black Friday. So if you if we go back to the um, the Vision Direct thing, yeah, you know we we gave some advice at the end of that section. If you took that advice because of what happened to Vision Direct, and you start following that advice, you will be safer on Black Friday. Yeah. There isn't something additional that you should be doing on Black Friday and you could be the victim of something like what's just happened to Vision Direct when it's not Black Friday. So Black Friday or any other Friday in the year, what can and should people be doing? Yeah, challenge yourself to do this the day before Black Friday, Thanksgiving, the day before the day before Black Friday. So a great place to start is website filters. You don't need to go out and get a special website filter. You just need an endpoint product, something like Sophos Home that's got web filtering in it. That stops you going to sites that have been compromised. And it also means that if you go to a site that has dodgy content in, that content won't come back to you. So, that, yeah, so the sorts of dangers that you might face on something like Black Friday yep. would be um, going to a legitimate website and accidentally running into a card skimmer of the kind that we saw on Vision Direct, of being fished and taken to uh, a, a dangerous site, uh, lookalike uh, malicious website. So think, and there's typo like spotting as well, isn't it? Where you 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 think, oh, I remember that, I remember that shop, and you type in the name, and you get one character wrong, and you go to a yeah. site that looks just like it but isn't. 
So these are all opportunities either to lose your credit card details or to lose a username and password that allow crooks access yeah. to something of value. So website filtering, you might also look at uh, browser plugins, so things like Privacy Badger, Ghostery or NoScript. That limits what unknown websites can do to you. Yeah, so they block third-party websites and in the case of NoScript, it will actually stop the execution of JavaScript. You have to essentially you have to allow list the JavaScript that you want to run. That can be quite high interaction. It's not for everybody, is it? it yeah, I, I find NoScript a bit too much of a burden. Yeah. Another thing that helps you from being taken by surprise is a password manager. So password manager helps uh, with your online security in all sorts of different ways. So password managers can autofill passwords. And that's a great feature because it means it won't autofill a password on a lookalike or a phishing website. Yes, because it goes... I don't even know what this account... I don't even know what password belongs yes. here. Uh, something else that can help with phishing as well is two-factor authentication. So two-factor authentication is where you add it, uh, where you provide a password and then you provide something else as well. So more often than not... It involves your phone, right? Yeah, so typically it's a code that you get from your phone either through SMS or through uh, a special application that gives you the code. So you've got an app that generates the token codes and you're browsing on the same device... Is it still is 2FA still worth it? Yeah, I think it is. It's not ideal, but it's much better than not doing it. So it's more like one and a half factor authentication, but it's still better than nothing. Yeah. And then the final thing I would say is uh, just be aware that there are lots and lots of nasty people out there who are trying to scam you, and they'll be trying to scam you on Black Friday, and they'll be trying to scam you every other day, and they'll use whatever tactics. So on Black Friday, they'll probably be using Black Friday. But the day after yeah. that, it might be a tech support scam from, you know, pretending to be from Apple. And then on Valentine's Day, it's going to be something to do with Valentine's Day. And every other day of the year, it's going to be whatever they can do that, that gets, Tax, gets them the results. Yes. flights, free iPhones, take this survey, gift cards. Yeah. So those scams can come in anywhere someone can send you a message. So that might be on your, on your phone via an SMS message. It might be via WhatsApp. It might be via Instagram or Facebook. Or it might be via email. So anywhere where people are sending you things like special offers... Just exercise some common sense. If it looks too good to be true, then assume that it is. Yeah. And your article on this is going to be, your ranty article is going to be on negative I will be security. approaching this in a very calm and measured way. Uh, on, like you always do. Absolutely. Uh, and you can read it on nakedsecurity.sofos.com slash Black Friday. Great. And that's about all from us this week, I think. Thanks to Duck and Mark, and thank you all for listening. Please rate and review our podcast. It helps people find us. Um, we're on Twitter and Instagram at Naked Security. So until next time, stay, stay secure. secure.